So, if you're an expert in your industry, an expert in your field, you know, and you're you're engaging online, you're putting stuff out, you're putting content out, you may hit a point where you're thinking to yourself, am I giving away too much? You know? Am I giving away too much information online? And the fact of the matter is there isn't an easy clear-cut, you know, cross-table answer to that. There's a lot of nuance to it, but I'm all about nuance. So that's what we're actually going to be discussing on today's episode of the BB&J Podcast. I'm your host, John Lint, and let's get into it. So what am I talking about here, right? You know me. I love my analogies, but let, let, let's keep it a little bit more direct, I guess, to me. The kind of things that I, I try to talk about, um, you know, I, I do work to in, inform people. I, I try to um, address things that I think people are thinking about, right? And inform, educate, hopefully entertain every once in a while, but <laughs> I, won't, I won't count on it. Um, but even then, I'm aware that, like, I can't be giving away too much, right? So... If I did a podcast um, that specified like, okay, this is your entire marketing plan for the next five years and here are all the resources you need, you just plug it in and you go and I just gave it away, guess what? It might get in good engagement, but people are going to take that and then go off and do it, A. Or they're going to be like, hey, they're going to go to someone else and be like, hey, can you do this for me? Or they're going to try it, it's not going to work, and then they're going to be like, oh, this John guy doesn't even know what he's talking about. He gave me this whole thing to do, and then when I did, it didn't work for me, you know, I didn't have, didn't have any additional resources. So, you know, in conversation, there are definitely oversharers, and in content, there also are, right? So bringing it into the regular analogies if you have you know if, if let's say you are a um a major a major uh, uh, a fast food chain right do you you know you want to be talking about why your food is is a cut above, right? Why people should want to come into your your restaurant, right? What makes you different than the competitors? What makes you unique? What makes you you? And I think fast food chains, a lot of them do a very, very good job at that, which makes sense because they have to, you know, appeal to a very broad audience and they're, I mean, they're big, they're kind of everywhere and they kind of want to target everyone, Right? And establishing that that brand voice is very important. And they, like I said, a lot of them do a very good job at it. But they're going to do that. They're going to, you know, talk about the things that they, they, they do well. They might even talk about, you know, the work that goes into, let's say, their burgers, right? They're like, we, we, we triple sear it and we do all this. We get, you know, heritage onions for the 
uh, to top our, to top it off, and we lightly steam our uh, buns and potato wedges. I don't know, but you know what I mean, right? But they're not gonna be like, okay, so here is exactly how we make our sandwich. Good, you do this, you go, you buy this from in there. Um, you can also get it from the grocery store, like this. We use like uh, we use 0.5 milliliters of, of mayonnaise. You do all this stuff, and this is exactly what you're getting. I can promise you. That will not look good. That will not lead to more business for them. Like, at most, that's going to lead to people recreating it and being like, well, wow, why do I need to go there when, when I already know the whole recipe? Right? They're, they recognize, and that's why they don't do it. That's why they don't, they don't put out their recipes. A, because they know that it's not actually going to really increase engagement with their people, with their audience. But B, this is the important thing. This is why you should not be just giving away everything for free. Their competitors can look at that and take it and run with it. You know, If they do a one-to-one -one recreation, then there might be some issue with copyright. But... If they're like, oh, huh, coriander, cumin, and cilantro. That sounds like an interesting blend. Let's let's bring that into ours. Well, now you just you just gave away the secret recipe literally to the competitors. I mean, there's <laughs> there's literal shows, you know, SpongeBob comes to mind where like the whole thing is not giving away the secret recipe to the to the competitors, right? So, as a professional, in whatever industry you're in, you have some secret sauce. You have your thing that you do really well, that makes you stand out, and that, you know, you worked hard to develop. Hold on to that, because that's valuable. That is, that is super, super valuable. I know you'll see people, you know, like major people in the industry, like just give give it away, give information freely, give all the information freely. But they say that because they know that what they have is so skilled that even if you have the whole thing, you wouldn't be able to recreate it, right? And also... There's a lot of logistics and day-to-day -day stuff that they don't talk about. So if you tried it, you'd be missing out on all that stuff. So it's like, you know, I can look at the chemical properties of any, any uh, fast food place's sauce, right? I can say, okay, so it has, uh, it's 64% carbon, it's 23% benzene, uh, you know, this, that, and the other, right? I, I, I can totally do that breakdown. I can even trace it back to, okay, so I'm pretty sure that these, so I'm detecting some pepper, detecting this, and like this much of this and all that. But even from there, you can't necessarily reverse engineer the entire process that went into creating it because there's all those little things that go in along the way, when it was added, how it was added, you know, what processing was done to it that make it specifically what it is. And so... You can, 
and you know you want to you want to be presenting it in a similar way so you can show them all of the you know the the why without going into the the specifics the the specifics of what right so there's there there's a there's an idea of an argument is what are you talking about so it's the what it's the how 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 did you come to this conclusion right or how is this done how is this accomplished and then why is it important right so you might say um I went out and I interviewed 30 people, so what, and asked them uh, if they preferred vanilla or chocolate ice cream. Then the what, 20 of them said they preferred chocolate, 10 of them said they preferred vanilla. Why is this important? That means that more people should more people should uh, consume chocolate, or like more people consume chocolate ice cream, and local restaurant places or local um, ice cream shops should sell more chocolate, right? But if you always construct your arguments that way, you are you're starting with the things that don't ins that don't inspire. You're starting with things that aren't interesting. So if you start with the why and you focus on the why, why is this important? You know, why greater picture? Why is what you're talking about matter? The, and not even necessarily needing to talk about the how, because the how is a lot less important. Then you can, you can get good results. You can get better results with your audience because like inspiration and education really go hand in hand, right? So like a real a real estate place or a real estate brokerage, um, for example, a realtor, they're gonna put out content about, they might put out content about the market. Here's the market update for this area. So they're just giving one piece of the puzzle, right? Or here is some, what makes this area such a great place to live in, right? But they're not saying, here's what makes it such a great place to live in. And if you want to buy a home here, here's exactly who you need to reach out to. So you can just buy it directly from the homeowner. And here's, here's, what, here's what we'd recommend for to make a, the best offer, specifically in this case, so you don't have to worry about, you don't have to go through us guess what <laughs> they just like that expertise which they should be leveraging to grow their business just got laid to waste so as a as a as a brand as a a, a company with an online presence as a, a person with an online presence you do want to be educating your audience you also want to be inspiring your audience, you know? So you want to be 
letting them know, I mean like, why, okay, why do you do a market update, for example? You do a market update to showcase like, okay, this is the information, so maybe like, okay, so this is a good time to sell. This is a good time to buy. And now they know that they can trust you for that. And if they want, wanted to work with you, you would know that stuff because you're, 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 you know, you're putting it out there, right? So they're not saying, okay, you call this person, you call this person, you call this person, you check out this website, and that is, that, that's what we do to find out the market update. So you can do that. Well then, once again, you're, you're saying like, here are the tools to remove me from the equation. You don't wanna do that, <laughs> you know? You wanna be saying, here are the resources. If you want more, you can always come back, right? So I know that was, <laughs> that's kind of a lot, but I think the moral of the story is, you know, really know your worth. What is your skills and specialty and expertise worth? Give people information to educate and inspire and inform and ed entertain them and all, all that. But don't don't give away the whole thing, right? Then and on that note, um, I'd like to thank you so much for listening and or watching. If you do have any questions beyond this. Uh, as always, feel free to reach out, and I'll see you next week.